0: Welcome to Family Law Talk, presented by Kirk Stangy of Stangy Law Firm, PC. Stangy Law Firm is a family law firm in the St. Louis metro area, with offices in Missouri and Illinois. Now, here's your host, Kirk Stangy. Welcome to Family Law Talk. My name is Kirk Stenge. I'm managing partner of Stenge Law Firm PC. Today's topic is this. It's recent psychological research shows, shared parenting preferred, an interesting topic that's based on an article on our webpage, familylawheadquarters.com. The date of the article is April twenty-second, two 2013. And, again, as a follow-up, if you want to read the article, go to www.familylawheadquarters.com, and you'll find the article from April dealing with The recent psychological research showing shared parenting generally preferred, so we're going to get into the topic here in a second, but before we do that, I should state that the choice of a lawyer is an important decision that should not be based solely upon advertisements. Additionally, the information provided today in the podcast is general in nature and may not apply to specific factual or legal circumstance. Therefore, if you require legal advice, please consult with a competent attorney license to practice in your jurisdiction. All right, well, let's get to the topic today, a really interesting topic, dealing with this concept of shared parenting. And uh, uh, the article is is very interesting, and I think this article article kind of intimates this move in the family law sphere uh, and and a move amongst courts and judges uh, as a whole, not everywhere, but in some jurisdictions, toward towards shared parenting, and it, it exemplifies kind of this trend uh, in the direction of shared parenting. So let's give let's give a little background uh, research here. Um, if you looked historically at custody cases, um, the belief often play oftentimes was this that where there's high conflict, uh, where the parents really disagree, uh, where parents or engage in a lot of arguments and a lot of disagreements, the belief was that shared parenting in these types of cases was not preferred because if you had a shared parenting arrangement, uh, there was likely to be a lot of exchanges where the parents would have to exchange the kids and there would be fights in that uh, kids being caught up in the fight between the parents that they would actually suffer from it. Uh, and they'd be put in the middle of it, and, and then based on this, the belief was: look, a child should should predominantly live in one home. Uh, let's cut back on these exchanges where there'll be fights, uh, where there'll be disagreements, and we'll put we'll put the child predominantly in one home. And again, I'm generalizing to an extent, but what we see here in Missouri, a lot of courts do is, is do a custody plan called Siegenthaler, which came from a court of appeals case called Siegenthaler versus Siegenthaler, where. Uh, uh the non custodial parent. In essence would get every other weekend, a night during the week, uh some extra time uh in the summer and then and then half the holidays and then the custodial parent would have the remaining time. Again, this is called a Siegenthaler custody plan here in the in the state of Missouri and, and that's what attorneys refer to that as as is the Siegenthaler custody plan. And you would I think if you talked to a lot of parties out there that were, you know, divorced, um uh A lot of people refer to what's called the standard custody plan, which is, in essence, the Siegenthaler custody plan. That was a plan uh, a lot of courts were using, and those are the plans. You can oftentimes just pull off the shelves of courthouses as kind of a fill-in-the-blank custody plan. And, again, it's kind of of based on the idea that shared parenting not really preferred, better for a child to be predominantly in one home versus the other home. Um, This article, however, uh, cite some psychological research uh, by an individual named Edward Crook, who's a Ph.D. and an associate professor of social work at the University of British Columbia, and he wrote an article in Psychological Today where he gives a synopsis of, of this whole uh, situation. And, and again, he talks about how you know the belief was that in high-conflict cases, better to limit the exchanges, better to have the child in one home predominantly over the others. Um, But then if you look at his article and you read it, he talks about 2002, there was research that was done that concluded that there are actually benefits to shared parenting regardless of parental conflict. And and what the 2002 research focused on was the fact that problems often exist when fathers uh, tend to lose uh, contact with their children in high parental conflict situations. So, you know, in other words, a child predominantly living in, in the home of the mother, for example, and the dad not having a lot of contact. That was, you know, according to the 2002 research, actually a bad thing in terms of the dads because uh, it, what it did is it created a situation where dad would lose contact with their kids, uh, be frustrated, and, and that would result in a lot of dads, maybe good dads, out there checking out because they just felt like they were leg down and they weren't on an equal plane uh, with the mom in terms of custody situations. And so then the article goes on by Dr. Kruk to talk about uh, some 2007 research, which took this a step further, which basically states this, that in terms of uh, uh, children, uh, that children actually benefit from shared parenting uh, in high-conflict cases, because the children, uh, you know, yearn for uh, substantial contact with both their parents, And, and so the 2007 research took it a step further and stated, you know, not only is just bad for the dads, but it's actually bad for the kids because the kids want to have contact with uh, with mom and dad. And so, uh, interesting research, and and, that, and that's the research that's sort of summarized here uh, in the article that we have on family law headquarters. That uh, you know, every case is different, circumstances vary. Obviously, there's some cases where shared parenting, you know absolutely cannot work. And I've seen lots of cases uh, where that's the case. So certainly, shared parenting not not for everybody. But if you read the psychological research that's out there today, uh, the viewpoint is that generally speaking, uh, shared shared parenting a good thing. Generally speaking, shared parenting should be the starting point. Uh, that courts look at in terms of custody cases, because what it does is it, it, it versus this winner-take-all uh, sole custody situation where one parent feels like they're winning and uh, one parent feels like they're losing, uh, the, what the shared parenting actually does, it keeps both parents checked into the game, Uh keeps both parents involved, uh, both, both parents feel as if uh, they're going to have frequent, meaningful contact with their kids, and, and that keeps both parents checked in. And in essence, what it does, it actually calms down these high conflict situations over time because both parents realize that, you know, I mean, they can keep fighting with each other. They can keep disagreeing with each other. But at the end of the day, you know, they're both going to be involved in their kid's life. and, and, And then the hope is that over time, this sort of calms itself down and it creates a better situation. And then again, in terms of the kids. Uh, the kids uh, benefit from shared parenting because the kids are actually having frequent, meaningful contact with both their parents, and, and that, in the end of the day, is better for these kids versus feeling as if they've lost, you know, one of their parents. The divorce process, in essence, now they've got both parents involved, both parents are checked in, and, and the the research shows at the end of the day, this is a good thing. And, and if you you know you look at this research. And you look at the sort of the court systems out there again. Not, you know, this hasn't been adopted every place, but uh, I can tell you in the state of Missouri, it seems like uh, since this research and this an interesting case that came out of Missouri called Laroca versus Laroca. Uh, there's other court of appeals cases out there too, but it, it seems like, you know, recently there's been this this real shift toward both parents having shared parenting and having substantial time, and you see sort of this move away from Siegenthaler, which is kind of this one-size-fits-all parenting plan that maybe worked really well for the Siegenthalers, but uh, maybe didn't work well for other uh, other people as a whole. And uh, so you see this shift where, you know, is it, a starting point, it seems like, at least in the state of Missouri, dads, generally speaking, as long as their work schedule permits it, uh, they have suitable living arrangements, um uh, and they can work shared parenting out. So you see the shift towards it. I mean, obviously, some cases, you know, if one parent's working 80 hours a week, it's going to be tough, tough to do shared parenting. But if you've got a case where, you know, maybe mom's working 40 hours a week and dad's working 40 hours a week, it seems like in those types of cases or something similar, in most courts, there's sort of the shift towards the shared parenting agreement. Where you know it's joint physical custody, it's joint legal custody, where both parents uh, have to agree on decisions, and then both parents stay checked into the game. So, uh, a very, very interesting research, a uh, uh, pretty big development in terms of how these family law cases have been handled uh, of late. There's some places where you still don't see this as much. Over in Illinois, for example, uh, uh, shared parenting in terms of uh, uh, the, the physical custody time being. Uh, equal i mean it happens in some cases but there's still a lot of uh, case law out there in the state of Illinois where uh these 50-50 custody plans or these shared parenting plans really not preferred in some case law actually says it's bad for kids uh there was a bill uh uh pending uh in uh in Illinois where it was an attempt to move towards shared parenting. We have another uh, Blog Talk radio episode that I did with uh, Jillian Wood from my firm on this topic, and uh, you can all listen to that. Uh, uh, so Illinois isn't quite there yet, but there's a movement brewing in Illinois which culminated this legislation uh, being proposed, uh, which shows that, again, the trend seems to be towards shared parenting. So, so, again, really interesting research, uh, pretty big development in terms of family law, uh, again, uh, just like Siegenthaler didn't work for everybody, a shared parenting plan doesn't work for everybody as well, but what the research shows is that in most cases, shared parenting should be the starting place, and then uh, and then from there, uh, you know, courts can look at the indif- individual facts as, uh, of a particular case and determine what's what's in the best interest of the kids in that case. But but that generally speaking, shared parenting is good because it keeps both parents in the game. Uh, so that's the article today. Uh, that's the topic. Uh, really interesting. Again, go to www.familylawheadquarters.com. You can read uh, read the article itself. Very interesting. Again, the date of the article is April 22nd, 2013. Uh, Well, that concludes our topic here today. Uh, Stay tuned for our next topic uh, on Family Law Talk with Stange Law Firm. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Family Law Talk with Kirk Stange. Visit StangeLawFirm.com for more about today's topic or to put Stange Law Firm to work for your family today.